Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's Clocked In with Jordan Edwards here. Hey, what's going on, guys? We got a special guest, Jeff Gaganche. He's a St. Petersburg, Florida native. He's successfully developed a diverse collection of restaurant concepts for the past 25 years. He's steadfastly earning a reputation for hospitality, community involvement, and philanthropy. He's a serial entrepreneur, and he's currently the co-founder of Next Level Brands and, and many other businesses. For me, I'm excited to have Jeff on because he touches on so many different areas of life. So, Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jordan. First of all, thank you so much for having me on Clocked In. Um, I did my own research, as I always do. And this is one of the best performing podcasts on entrepreneurship on the Apple Store. So, God bless you and great work. And I'm excited to be on. Absolutely. We're excited to have you. Um, so, Jeff. Where does your story start? Because I know you're, when we were catching up, I know you you did New York, you did St. Pete, you know, similar story to myself, just going back and forth. So tell us about where it started. Yeah, so, you know, I was born in New Jersey in Teaneck uh, and spent my few first couple years up there. And then my mom moved my sister and I down to St. Petersburg, Florida when I was three. And so I grew up in St. Pete and, uh, you know, and, and had a great childhood there and, you know, started my entrepreneurial journey at a very young age of nine. I opened up my first business at nine, which was uh, I lived in a little condo complex right off of a golf, uh, a golf course, a public yeah. golf course. So me and my buddies would be playing, you know. Uh, uh, man of war and, and uh, you know, building forts out there. And there was tons of golf balls. And we remember saying to each other, my God, the, these golfers are horrible. Look, I mean, this is nowhere near the course. So we decided the next morning, which was, that was a Friday afternoon. We decided Saturday, let's meet early and go and, you know, hop the fence and basically go and collect all these golf balls. So we gathered up probably four or 500 golf balls that next morning, took them in our little wagon polished them up and, you know, mentally I'm thinking, how can I add value to this? You know, because at first we were thinking maybe we'll go sell them to the, um, you know, the, the, the pro shop at the, at the golf course. And I was thinking, well, they're going to kind of ask where we got these golf balls and <laughs> it was on their property. So we said, well, let's just hop the fence 
and I begged my mom to go to Publix and get me a bunch of cases of Czech Sola, Czech Cola, which is, you know, the generic version of Coke, Publix's version. And, uh, and so we, we had our little sign marked up and we put all the balls, all like balls, Titleists and, you know, yeah. all the different, uh, 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 brands and three balls and a soda was $3 and six balls and a soda was $5. Well, everyone did the $5 deal and that was my idea. So I became the president of that company and, um, we ran for a good solid, probably five or six weeks. We would each make between a hundred and $200. Now in 1978, when you got about a thousand bucks under your mattress and you're not selling, you know, illegal substances, you're doing great. So we were kings of our neighborhood. But even when the Rangers finally caught on to us and shut us down, the bug had bitten me. You know, yeah. I, I, I remember telling my mom, look, don't mess with me about my grades because pro rata, I'm making more money selling things than the teachers do. And, um, and you know, I've never looked back from there. You know, my mom obviously instilled me, listen, you know, I don't care much about the, the, the great result, but if you don't give your maximum effort, we're going to have issues. And so, you know, I, I still did good. I think I graduated with just under a 3.0. Um, but you know, the, the salesman in me was started early and I never looked backwards. I love that for a multitude of reasons, because when you re can repurpose something, find the value in it. And especially at nine years old, and run the operation with your boys and not sell it back to them. It, oh yeah. Well, so when, when, when we got pinched by the Rangers at the golf course, I, I instantly said, okay, mom, I want to turn this money and you know, I, I want to parlay this. So take me to Costco, whatever, whatever big store there was. And I was buying, you know, the sour, uh, uh, not sour patch, the predecessor to the sour yeah. candy. I was buying, um, blow pops, I was buying all different types of candy and I would basically open up my mercantile at school and I'd make anywhere between 10 and $20 a day at school. Oh, so, reinvesting you know, in the business. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So that worked out super well. And, um, you know, the, you remember the cinnamon toothpick toothpicks or the yeah. toothpicks I would yeah. make those, but you know, a, a bazillion toothpicks cost $3 at the store. You soak them <laughs> in cinnamon oil put 10 into a package, sell those for a dollar. I mean, my ROI was like a thousand percent back then. So like I had that mind and it just never stopped. So I grew up in St. Pete, went to Florida state, my senior okay. year of college. Um, we opened up a pizzeria called Jugamo brothers, pizza and pasta. My best friend and myself borrowed $30,000 from a, a wealthy high school buddy of ours invested in us and we opened up Jugamo Brothers Pizza and Pasta and we're doing you know ten to twelve thousand dollars a week in 1990 and um you know so that was my whole you know my means to an end I didn't want to do that you know for my career I wanted to do that so I could move to New York and yeah. follow my dream of being an actor and it would yeah. pay me a bit of money so I didn't have to hustle. Well three months after I moved to New York my buddies had let that business kind of just fall by the really? wayside, shutting down. Yeah. So I realized two very important lessons. A, you've got to really bet all in on yourself and B, be very careful of who you partner up with. Yeah.
it's critical to make sure that you have like-minded, like value, like uh, uh, purpose partners. What is, um, obviously you've made new partners throughout that time from the, the oh, pizzeria. Yeah. So what is something you look for in your partnerships? And obviously people move quickly on some of these things. So how do you yep. stay in control so that you are not feeling overwhelmed or feeling rushed or, cause you want to make sure it's the right person. hundred <laughs> percent. So I look, you know, just the same way I assemble my leadership team. I look for partners. I look for partners that bring a completely different skill set that what I'm really strong at to the table. My first partner, Jim Lanza, I worked for in New York City as a waiter, and then I kind of grew up to manager and assistant and moved all the way up. But he had means, money. At that time, I had no money. You know, I was just had my hard work and my loyalty and my integrity. Yeah. Um, he had an accounting background. That was the reason we kind of ended up closing in Tallahassee is because we didn't have anybody to kind of teach us the back end of the restaurant. My partner, my, my, my best friend and my partner's father was a restaurateur right off the boat from Italy. And he was going to come up two weeks before we opened, but he ended up getting deported to oh, Italy. No. So, oh, no. so we had to just kind of wing it. We opened and did very well. The food was excellent. Our branding was great. But just the actual nuts and bolts of the, the business acumen, we didn't have. And so yeah. when I left, you know, those guys really kind of uh, sputtered and then ended up sputtering out. But um, so I always look for people who are super strong where I'm not so I could learn from them and also rely on those strengths. And then, you know, obviously at that time I needed money. Um, my partner was an accounting major and, you know, knew the back end soup to nuts had successful restaurants in New York city. And he was looking for somebody younger that was willing to put in a lot of the work. And so when I pitched him the whole idea, we were in New York city at a very busy restaurant there. And when I pitched him, look, I want to take this concept down to Tampa. We're an up and coming city. This is 1994, 95. We're getting wow. a new stadium, you know, like all these good, all my buddies are graduating college as doctors and lawyers. I've got tremendous support there. So I, I pitched a really good story and, uh, you know, most of it was fake it till you make it, but I manifested all of that and it worked out super well. He was only supposed to come down for three months. He ended up coming down and never leaving. And so we opened up over 24 restaurants together in the 20 years, 24 years we were together. Wow. So let's slow it down real quick. So okay. Go up to New York City because you you were I read that you were really into acting and you wanted to be a yes. professional actor and hundred percent. So, but I studied and I wanted to do that, and so I ended up marrying my college sweetheart. So she oh, moved to New York. Yep. And um, you know we were going to have this dream, but a big part of my dream was I wanted to plant roots and have a family, and and yeah. you know, you know, I, I I grew up. My father died when I was very little. And so I grew up without a father figure. So I really wanted to, you know, set that straight and be able to be a father. And so married my college sweetheart. And um, we were living in New York at the time. And I was studying to be an actor, studying up there and getting some parts. And, you know, as my acting career was going like this, my restaurant career was very steadily climbing. I was doing yes. well, excelling. And then, um, and then I started to, you know, and I just thank God for giving me the gift of clarity because 
I started to see a lot of the people in my acting classes start to book big jobs. Like my buddy ended up booking a movie and he's like, okay, I'll see you guys. I'll be back in five months. I'm going to Vancouver to film this movie. Then my oh, other yeah. buddy, soap opera in LA. Okay, guys, I'm also going to be out there for pilot season. So I'll see you guys back here in six months. I was thinking, how am I going to be married, have kids and be <laughs> traveling all over the world? I, it'd make me miserable. So as my my acting career was, you know, hills and valleys. My restaurant career was very steady and I really loved it. And, you know, something about me and my personality, when, when I fail at something, I learn way more from life's failures than I do from the successes. So once I failed with Jigamo Brothers and we ended up losing that, and I had to pay my dear friend back the money that we had borrowed. I realized I'm going to learn everything there is to know about this restaurant business from soup to nuts, from the beginning to the end. And I did that working for the Lanzas up there. I ended up, you know, interning with the comptroller that ran all five of the restaurants books. And so I stayed down there for the, you know, I asked him and, you know, he was this big gregarious um, uh, gentleman. And he's like, listen, don't get it in my way. Here's what I want for lunch. I want coffee when you come in. And I'll teach you everything. And, you know, we, we had a beautiful relationship and he taught me absolutely everything. And I realized um, I can really do this business. Now that I know this, the, the back end of it, I can do the front end tremendously. And so yeah. that's when I pitched to my, my then boss, look, I've got this idea. I've saved up X amount of dollars and I've been up here. You know, I, I've made this, this commitment in my life that I want to do this. I'm going to do it with or without you. I'd love to do it with you. Here's what I can offer you. I'll have a beautiful respite down in Tampa, Florida. When it's super cold up here, you can come down to the Chicho and Tony's down there. And, you know, you obviously be a partner. I'll take care of the money. You don't have to worry about me, honesty and integrity. And he went for it. He's, you know, we started with, look, I'll take a trip down there with you. Came down, he saw what I saw. And, you know, it was a wide open landscape. There was very few restaurants on Howard Avenue when we started in 96 building and now there's you know over a hundred yeah i so i mean for me i the reason i want to tell you this is because how this has impacted my life like when i i grew up in ridgewood came down uh to university of tampa for school i ended up going to howard and like my junior senior year like you go to some of the bars you go to some of the stuff but then you start experiencing some of the other stuff and you're like wow, these restaurants are really unique. And then your friends start coming. And when my friends would visit, they go, Jordan, what is this restaurant? Like, where does it come from? And I'm like, I don't know. You start doing the research and you're like, Jeff is the master. You and the (laughs) other guys were the masterminds. And I'm like, this is really incredible stuff here. Because you guys basically dominate that entire street. They're different concepts. They're not the same. It's very interesting. In theory, you're not supposed to put seven of your own concepts within blocks of each other. You <laughs> no, know? not at but all. For us, our whole mindset was not like we 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 believed in the pension that we were going to make this area so hot that many people would come. And at one time, or you know, yes, they'll go to some of the other establishments that weren't owned by CRG, but for the most part, we're going to get a shot at them at one of our places. And once we got them. We would, we would cross market in between all the restaurants, you know, Lodge, Daily Eats, Green Lemon, Chicho's, Fresh Kitchen, all them. 
And like you said, once people start discovering, wow, this is one group, you know, we were a Florida restaurant group with a New York mentality, meaning aggressive, super, super gregarious, and really trying to tell our story better than most everybody. And I believe we achieved that. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. What did you see when you saw that vision? Because obviously it was, you were grew up in St. Pete. People yeah. would come to Tampa from time to time, but like, yeah. What really was it about Tampa? Well, where well like, Tampa, we're going all you know, in. we had the Tampa Bay Lightning. We had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We had tremendous financial district here. Tech was starting to come. And it just had the trappings of, of becoming, you know, a small, big city. Great colleges like UT brought a ton of Northerners to us. Um, and this area is just a hotbed. Yeah. You have USF, you have UT, you have the Art Institute. You got a lot of the... Uh, uh, educational uh, 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 great businesses right around. And we just believed in this area, you know, Burn Steakhouse, one of the most iconic restaurants in the world, was directly catty corner across the street from the Chicho site. So once we started there, we were able to see. And, you know, to be honest with you, thank God I had my partner because he was more of the vision and he had the means to be saying, okay, let's do the next one. I was just working. I mean, I was the general manager at Chicho's. And then yeah. I, would, I would make my salary, which was small, and I would save my money and roll it into the next one and into the next one. And when we had an opportunity to buy the building, I, I, I pleaded with my partner, let's do this. And we ended up buying that building. Well, that building doubled in its value in the first three which, years. Which building? Chicho's. Oh, the whole Chicho's. We, we, we bought that. Yeah, we bought that real estate. And um, guys, I love that vision because it's really, it's not just... I'm not only a restaurant owner. I'm not only a general manager. And that's what I love hearing about your story, Jeff, because it's not, I'm just an actor or I'm just a manager. No. Or I'm just oh, no. a buck boy. Or I'm just a this. And like you saw the vision throughout because there's not many people that actually rent the restaurant, own the building. Okay. Yeah. So now I pay myself rent. This is yeah. great. <laughs> well, you know, again, like I said, I, I, I kind of came from very humble beginnings. My mom worked two jobs. She was high school educated, but she was one of the hardest working, honest, ethical people. And she taught us, you know, you're the first in, you're the last to leave and outwork everybody in the building. And you'll find out how quickly you rise to the top of wherever you go. And that's worked for me everywhere I've ever been, you know, that work ethic. And, and, you know, and luckily my, my partner, who's also, you know, Jimmy, who was also a very hard worker, was blessed with a, a super successful family. So he had some means there and he had the foresight to invest in these. You know, he, he wanted to buy everything. I couldn't participate at that level because I didn't have that means. But he was able to kind of really let me be a part of all these different restaurants and, and, and even owning some of the real estate. So, you know, it really gave me an opportunity and opened up a, 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 a career in life for me that I may otherwise not have done. So choosing partners, very, very important. That's incredible. And what did, was it about Jimmy that was uh, just made it keeper material that was much different from your original college? Well, to be honest, yeah. So my first partner was my best friend, childhood friend, you know, best man in my wedding. And, and Jim and I actually, when I worked for him, we were kind of like, you know, we butted heads because, you know, both kind of, you know, I wouldn't say alpha, but we were both kind of big personalities. 
Now I worked for him and did very well for him, but like, you know, uh, he had a manager that I got along with very well. And, and Jim and I, you know, we weren't friends to say the least. I mean, I worked for him. He was my employer and yeah. but a lot of respect because he was very hardworking at a very young age. And I knew that like we had that in common and that even though he came from this super successful family, he was wanting to make it on his own, make it with his own you know, means. And so when I pitched him, you know, and again, I didn't know what was going on. He was kind of at the end of a relationship and had young kids and, and saw Florida as, wow, this would be good. I, I like this area. And, you know, his father was super successful, but also workaholic. And, you know, he had two other brothers that were in the business as well. And they kind of were splitting up restaurants that they had had. So it just happened to be perfect timing. You know, I gave him a perfect out to be able to choose. Yeah, I'm going to do this Tampa thing. And he came down and like, literally, I thought, when we sat down three months into that run, he was going to be saying, okay, you got it, which I didn't. I mean, I was waiting tables on half the restaurant, managing, like doing everything I could, you know, to try to wrangle my success. And I was petrified that he was going to say, I'm going back to New York. And he sat me down and said, I think I'm going to move here permanently. and We'll open up restaurants. And I was like, yes, fantastic. <laughs> and so the rest is history, you know, and, and I recently divested and sold all my interests in CRG about two years ago. Um, and you know, we, we parted as amicable as it could be, you know, I'm, I'm ready to get back to my passion, which is full service experiential dining as Forbici is, you know, they're more of the fast, casual grab and go FK Cali, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, there's, when it doesn't become about money anymore and it becomes about a purposeful life, you got to do what makes you happy. And so yeah. that's what I'm doing. And I, and I, you know, I, I pray that they're having a great time over there as, as we are over here. I love it. So what was it that you, when did you feel like I've, I've, I've accomplished something I've made it because you guys were going from restaurant to restaurant to restaurant to this, to that everything's expanding so drastically. And then you're like, I want to go off. Like, you know what I mean? It's pretty fascinating. Well, well, I mean, I remember one morning. So, so my life became something very different than it is right now. Like I'm here. I mean, I'm at the restaurant right now, as you see. Now look, I'm here. I love, I love it. it. So um, there, I was working out of our central offices on Kennedy Boulevard and working in front of a computer, and and you know, not very passionate about what I was doing. And my wife one morning at breakfast is like, you know, uh, you're not happy figure it out. I'm like, what do you mean figure it out? I was like, you know, we're making all this money. She's like, yeah, well, the money's not everything. You know, you, you should be passionate about what you're doing. And, and she's like, you know, go talk to Jim, tell him you want to do your own thing. Like, what? Well, you know, it hit me like, I never even thought of that. So I did. And when I said, told him that, you know, I was a little, you know, just, underwhelmed uh, uh, by like what my life had become. He goes, yeah, you never see me around here. I, when I, I'm surprised it took you this long. You go do what you want to do. And he was supportive. And, um, you know, he, he, again, our agendas when we started were very similar. But as time went on and his kids grew up into the business, our agendas completely changed. And that's okay. And, yeah. it ended, you know, just being, it wasn't the place for me anymore. I spent my first 25 years in business with him and doing that. And it was amazing. And, you know, I could have never gotten the, the, the breadth of experience that I got 
opening all those restaurants. And so now doing it 100% for myself and my group, it, it's lights out. Man. It's the absolute, I've never been more excited about hospitality in my life. I, that's incredible. And it, it usually takes someone else's perspective to realize it inside your own self because yeah. you're you every single well, day. Because I never thought, I was like, well, I'm making all this money. We have all this thing. We've built a great, you know, and so I started to do what my passion is, which is give back to the community that has supported us and and speak at University of Tampa, become an entrepreneur in residence there at USF and FSU and, and get on boards and really start to give back to this community, which is such a joy of mine. You know, Titus O'Neill, the Bullard Family Foundation, I'm the food activation partner for them. We feed over 40,000 underprivileged kids a year and wow. uh, do unbelievable things. Um, uh, I'm on the board of Advent Health, of my child's school, of CEO Council, um, the Tampa Foundation, you know, on and on and on. And I don't say that like out of any kind of bragging. I say it because... I truly believe the secret to living is giving. And the more you can lift your community up, the more they support you. And I see it firsthand. And it's been, you know, it's been an amazing ride. And, uh, and you know, so I was blessed in that aspect. But again, I'm selfish. I want it all. I want to be fulfilled. And, you know, I've built other businesses along the way outside of my restaurants um, because I love the grind of building, man. I love making an idea and you know, just swirling that around and giving that life and, and breathing breath into that. Yeah, Jeff. Um, so that's absolutely incredible because for me, I started Edwards Consulting and what that is, it was this whole concept about people living intentional lives and being able yeah. to achieve whatever they want to do. But to live an intentional life, that's one thing, but we got to have the goals, right? And we got to have the different areas of life. So I touched on my five pillars are mental health, physical health, community service, philanthropy, family, friends, and then spirituality. You can take whatever you want with them. You can take not with them, but it sounds like you, because what we would do is we would meet with people and we'd go one to 10, where yeah, maybe mental health, I'm at, uh, like at that time before you left, you like right now, you sound like you're out of nine, 10, you know what I mean? No, so I know again, I'm I'm on my my spiritual journey, my physical journey. So, you know, again, tasting for Italian restaurants and Union New American and Boulogne Brasserie, I, I've gained an extra 20 pounds. So I'm on the path of that. I'm working on my spiritual health. I, I've recently kind of come into this whole breath work world where I'm I'm using breath to kind of heal, you know, any kind of stress or anxieties that I have. And um I'm, I'm very happy to say that I am uh, signed up for, I don't know if you know Wim Hof. I, the Iceman. The Iceman. What are you doing? So I'm, I'm doing the winter expedition in Poland in February. So Shut I'm going. Up. Are you serious? Yeah. So, so I'm super terrified, but so excited and open to really learning what it is that he does, which is, you know, extreme exposure kind of lets you plug back into your hypothalamus, your, your involuntary, if you will, nervous system, your auton autonomic nervous system yeah. can overcome anything. You can stay in ice water that's, you know, below freezing for 10 minutes and keep your body at 98 degrees. So I'm doing that. So I've been training for that. I'm doing yoga. I'm back on my personal. I'm down uh, 13 pounds over the last month. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose another 25, 30 pounds by the time I go to whim. 
And uh, I, I just, I'm, like I said, his company's called Inner Fire. I feel that inner fire, like, I, you know, this next period is going to be the most, literally the, the most challenging, the most rewarding, super busy part of my life. I should be mentally, physically, and spiritually whole. So I'm on that path, brother. I love that you're challenging yourself because like you said before, yeah. you, uh, you could say I'm done, retire, go to an island, chill out, do nothing. But you enjoy the process. And that... I'm building, I'm building 30,000 square feet of restaurants as we speak right now. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. The the fact that you're going to Wim Hof in February, building 30,000 feet of rest, like this is next level stuff. What are you, what's, what's coming up next? Cause you're telling us about the 30,000 restaurants. Yeah. What's going on? So, so immediately what's happening is the St. Pete exchange hotel in downtown St. Pete. So my partner, Andrew Wright and Joe Gugino, those are my two partners in Next Level. Well, Andrew's on the real estate side and financial side of Next Level. So he bought this beautiful hotel that used to be called Hotel Indigo in downtown St. Pete and is completely transforming it to its, his own brand, which is St. Pete Exchange. And he's doing that um, really because he wants to learn the hotel. Again, this is an amazingly successful entrepreneur at 40 is deciding I love hotels. So I want to get into it. So I'm going to buy one and figure it out. And so I'm doing all the food and beverage with next level brands, my partners and I, and we're creating this unbelievable bar and restaurant in this you know ground floor. That's going to open up early December. So within two months we'll be open. So that's happening. And that, that, uh, that's about 4,500 square feet is the bar and restaurant. The hotel's 80 rooms, about 78 rooms. And so we'll be doing all, all of that service, a grab and go, plus the bar menu, a porch menu, and a oh my restaurant. God. Sounds so, like I got to go there. I'm excited yeah, gonna, to go there. Yeah, we're going to have live music. We're going to make it a scene. It's going to be really, really cool. And it's a beautiful, old, old, old building. You know, the, yeah. it, it back to the 1800s. And so we're super about that. And then after that, Union New American, our uh, American concept, which is, Basically, classic American fare with global influences. It's a ground floor, 5,500 square foot restaurant. Then second floor, private event space and really cool kind of exclusive lounge, indoor, outdoor lounge. So you'll be, if you want, you'll be outside having a beautiful drink, listening to live music, watching the planes come in and take off right out of Tampa. And then inside, we're going to have DJs of the likes of Diplo and Cascade and David Guetta, and we're going to do three marquee acts a, a year there and then have house DJs in between. But that'll be every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and then we'll use it as overflow dining and private event space. So that whole concept is about 11,000 square feet. Wow. That, that's incredible because when, when you think about it, that, that view that you need, because I was just in Atlanta and we went to Buckhead and you got all these rooftop views. And it's it's a very elegant thing, but it's nice when well executed. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that one as well. That's going to be awesome, man. I'm super excited about that. Then the next one is one that we'll be actually publicly announcing soon, but it's a, it's a, a very cool concept that's going in the channel side development. So watch the news for that. It'll be coming out within the next week or so. Okay. I mean, you can that's, release that's another 10,000 square feet. 
You could release it on the podcast. We won't release this for a week. We'll be good. <laughs> yeah. This will go up tonight, and I'll be getting calls saying, I'm just right. I'm just right. That, that's phenomenal. That's incredible. I, I can see yeah. the excitement on your face and the joy. Right, yeah. I mean, that's what you – so what do you think it is for you that – Yeah, but Jordan, understand, this is also being terrified. You have to understand. Like, and again, I believe if you don't challenge yourself and learn something new every day, you're missing part of the journey of life. I'm super nervous, super blessed to have this opportunity. I know I can do it, but this is what I've chased my entire life. That's why I build other businesses because the most exciting moment for me is that night before we open, wondering, is anyone going to come? Are they going to like what we did? Like, you know, you created this. You put all these thousands of hours into it. And then the what if, you know, all that self-doubt and all that, like, you know, like, is this really going to happen? And then once the people are in and like, you know, I'm so blessed to watch Forbitchy fill up every single day and night. and The people just love what we've created here. But, you know, again, for me, I romanticize about, Oh my God, are people going to like this? Are they going to come? Are they going to get what we're doing? The live music, the Roman style pizza and all those things. And so like, that's what I chase. I chase that creative time where we're building and we're crafting the story that we're going to tell. Then we have to execute it all. So that's the super working with just a great team. Yeah. I I appreciate your vulnerability there because someone as successful as yourself saying what if they don't come i'm scared too i get nervous that that's good for me to see because well it makes me to be at my best i mean i'm not going to miss any detail because you know i'm that close to the success or failure and again remember what i said earlier i've learned my biggest lessons in life from my failures yeah yeah these are good takeaways for everyone because we don't learn without going all in we don't learn without doing we don't learn without challenging ourselves so right. for this, this Wim Hof thing, I know that's yeah. in February. How long is that? I know it's, I know I, some guys. So it did. is the mountain of, it's uh, Mount Schnezka in Poland. It's a very, you know, they tell you on your paperwork, but there's no stores within an hour and a half. You're not going to have any cell service. Like this is, you're going yeah. into the wood. The whole pinnacle of the thing is you climb a mountain that's like, 3,500 square feet, 3,500 feet to the top in shorts, no shirts, and boots. In the in freezing Poland in February, bro. I mean, can I say it any clearer than that? So, you know, for me, because I started doing the Wim Hof Method breath. Yeah. And be amazed at, like, you know, the emotion that comes out. And, and like, you know, I, I got reconnected with God is the only way I can put it from this breath. Yeah. And he basically says, I'm nothing special. Anyone can do what I do. Yeah. And I'll get to you. So I can't wait just to put my arms around that man, give him a hug and a kiss, and just learn everything that I can from him and take that inner fire back and, and light the forest fire that is my, my leadership team. And I'm just super excited about him, blessed that I'm able to go. And, and um, it is six. So it's seven days, but two days are travel. So it's five days of intensive yoga, breath work, meditation, cold exposure. Yeah. I mean, you, you jump to freezing, you know, water and, yeah. um, 
So he'll tell you a, a cold shower a day keeps the doctor away. And there's tremendous science built around what this man has done. I mean, he climbed Mount Everest, no shoes, no shirt, and just shorts. Mount Everest, bro, where people die every day on that mountain. He ran a marathon, a half marathon in the desert without drinking one ounce of water. The, the guys in world record books. I, I mean, it just shows us how powerful our brain is and what we can really do if we utilize it. I've heard a lot about Wim Hof. He, well, well, that's what they say. Like, it, it shows us how programmed we've become from our life and from all the shit that we had to go through. Oops, sorry. Are you allowed to curse on it? Sorry. No. Okay. I love it. I, I'm just making – no, but, but literally, it's like, you know, my wife is super spiritual and, and she's just, you know, she's the best part of my life. She coaches and guides me, and she tells me constantly, that's a program. That's not normal. You're programmed from your childhood or whatever traumas you suffered through, whatever shame you you lived through. That's a program that you continually to play. So I'm doing everything I can to deprogram myself, and I really believe that Wim Hof holds the secrets to saying, listen, breathe. It's good. It's free. Breathe. And so I'm excited. <laughs> go and uh and do everything that he tells me to do yeah i i love it because it, it, the one thing that it really does show is that no matter how successful you are no matter how much you've accomplished you're still continually learning each and every day and you're willing to invest in that through going with him for five days that's immersive yeah. you're gonna learn a lot in immersion that's and talk about being terrified <laughs> just to be exposed and vulnerable because I don't know if you've seen anything on him, but just watch like some of the documentaries on him. Yeah. No bullshitting that man. Yeah. None at all. And if you're going to try, don't even go. So for yeah. me, I'm as raw and vulnerable and, and really hopefully just be the clay that he can help mold into being what's going to be what's next for me, which is, you know, I want to be on fire all the time and I yeah. want to be able to light fires all throughout my, my ecosphere. I, I love it. Uh, have you um, have you always been open to uh, this kind of learning community service, different dynamics as you were coming up? Coming so, through to so for the first 15 years of my career, I kept my head down and just worked my ass off. You know, I, I didn't have time to do any of these types of things. You yeah. know, I always wanted to. You know, I read I, I've read tons of books and self help books and yeah. Peaceful Warrior. You know, when I was starting this restaurant in my 20s. And, you know, I've been a huge um, follower of Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know Gary V, but yeah. you know, I've, I've been blessed to get to know him and call him a friend. And Oh, wow. And I believe exactly what he says is that, look, you know, I tell my story and I give all the secrets away because there's only one me. There's only one you. There's only one him. Yeah. And people just won't do the work because... It takes a tremendous amount of effort and consistency and commitment and, and vindication and, and, you know, all these, all these things that people don't actually want to do. You know what I mean? So, so I'm not worried. Like I, I look at competition completely differently. I want them to come by and do super well so I can have an opportunity to have some of their customers take a check out of what we're doing. That's a, that's a great view on things because it allows us to do so much more. It, it's completely, it doesn't, no negative vibration, completely positive. Oh. How, um, 
in regard to Gary Vee, because I've been looking into him and I know he's opening up a restaurant group in New York and doing a couple yep. different things. How has that relationship impacted your um, life and all? Well, you know, he, he, when I found Gary Vee back in like, I think it was 2013 when I first read uh, uh, the Thank You Economy, one of his books. Yeah. It, it just so resonated with me. I was like, Oh my God, I got to find out. And just like, you know, same thing. I got burnt in my first restaurant. So I discovered everything there was to know about back a house. Yeah. Same thing with me. Once I found him, you know, I became obsessed with him. I read all his books. I watched all the video. I watched the daily V, you know, all those ask Gary. And, um, and my wife surprised me when she goes, um, so I, at that time at CRG, I had somebody in my organization who's actually come on with me now in my group that worked, was a manager of a restaurant that Gary was an investor in. So he knew Gary. So he put Gary and I on a, on an email. And so we started chatting via email. I told him all about my group and what I was doing. And I was so passionate about his thank you economy. And so we just became, so then six months later, my wife surprised me and booked a trip for her and I to fly to New York for me to have a sit down one-on-one with Gary. Oh, and, I love it. And, and I ended up doing that. We just hit it off. And then I know tons of people that he knows. And, and so I've been, you know, again, I wouldn't say we're best friends, but he will take my call and knows, you know, if I'm, if I email him, he'll remember, Oh yeah, Jeff from Tampa, the restaurants. And he's just awesome, man. And for me, that's a guy that started at nothing and has built everything. And his number one message is what? Gratitude. Yeah. Grateful that you were even born. You had a one in 400 trillion chance of, of being the, the, the right sperm that made it to the egg. So everything from there is a bonus. It's what you do with it. I don't want to hear that you can't make money. He shows you. Go to yard sales. Get yeah, this, this, exactly. Go to, go to, go to, go to um, uh, what's he talking about? TJ Maxx and Marshalls. And scan find anything like this now where you can you find the arbitrage. Right, right. That's exactly right. So, so again, like from him, I've taken a huge page out of his book on marketing and storytelling. And it's so important that businesses document their journey instead of make glossy picks and share picks like that. Like show what you're doing. That's why we got so much attention. We did 11 national national and international news pieces during COVID because we told our story better than anyone. We didn't shut down. We did all kinds of deals. We were finding value added and, and we built a massive takeout business when that's all you could have. We had none. We went from zero to $60,000 a week in takeout. Food. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. There's just so many things where you could see COVID as, oh, it's over. It's done. There's nothing I can do. But you got to see it for these opportunities. And oh it's because you're a continual learner and you just want right. more. I love it. Like, it's like people, everyone was running the opposite direction. We were running towards it. Like, I started yeah, we're here. Yeah, I started this podcast during COVID because I knew I couldn't talk to people in person. And I knew that they would take my podcast request instead of me going, hey, Jeff, you want to get on the phone today? I tell people that. I go straight up. I know I can get Jeff on a podcast. Yeah. In which case, we can have a good conversation here. And it's recorded. And I can redistribute it. And I can do whatever. And it gives more beachy looks. And it gives everybody press. But the thing is, it allows me and Jeff to meet, like, which is the coolest yeah. part. Because yeah. if I asked him to get on a phone call, it would have been a little different. Like maybe, but it's just different. No, 
kudos to you, bro, for making it happen, you know, because a lot of people, when they do that podcast and they're like, yeah, only 11 people listen and yeah, it's not worth my time. That's, you know, Gary V started, he was one of the original content creators on YouTube, one of the yeah. original, and he left YouTube to go to a, a competing platform and, and, you know, just imagine if he would have stayed. But again, the great thing about that is that was the biggest lesson for him. You know, he was looking to jump and it was jumping at the wrong, wrong time. Yeah. And it's just a continual it's a- learning and it's just. But each of these, I don't care about the views because it's more of the process of us getting on the phone and talking. And I learned so much from you and each of the guests that it's kind of irrelevant what people listen or don't listen. It's just, I think that's the best way to view it because then you're always a winner too. (laughs) Correct. Very true. Very true. And so we we won business of the year for the COVID year at this. It was my first restaurant on my own. And yeah. ended up winning of the year. I was up for outstanding business leader of the year. So, you know, the nomination for me was the award. Um, I ended up losing, which I'm so grateful to, to this amazing man who was 92 years old, had started his third business with, he had 10,000 employees. This guy was a Vietnam War hero, unbelievably uh, adept and, and just the best, you know, 92. And the guy goes to work every morning at 620, married for 68 years. His wife makes him his lunch. I mean, if they were going to give me that award, I would have got up and said, this has been a mistake, sir. Come up to this place. Again. So, but, you know, for me, again, never did all this stuff for awards. I think it's a beautiful honor and everything, but I could never do what I do if I didn't have surrounded by these amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always building the right teams and focusing on that and investing in the people. And the other thing, Jeff, is I've asked around uh, about people who know you, people who don't know you, just like, what do you think of them? What's going on? They go, I've never seen a more man more dedicated to a restaurant. Like, as the owner, being there every day, making sure people are happy, making because a lot of people are just like, on to the next, on to the next. You're all in for the, this is oh, why you win best restaurant. And I, I just wanted to give you kudos for that. Thank you. Right now, you know it's a passion of mine. I never feel like I'm at work. I can't wait to come in. I'm sad when I leave, even though I get to go home to my wonderful wife and kids. But it's you know, my advice out there, if it's a good takeaway, is find something that you're so passionate about that it doesn't feel like work, and you will have no no other choice but to become hugely successful at it. Thank you, Jeff. I, I appreciate this. I know that our time is coming to an end. What, uh, where can people find you? Where can they, where's for Beachy? Where are we going? Okay. So I'm very active on LinkedIn, Jeff Giganti, as well as on Instagram and Facebook, Jeff Giganti. It's all under my name. And then, you know, next level brands, eat for Beachy, eat union. Um, those are all our sites, but you know, I'm pretty, pretty easy to find. If you, uh, if you just Google my name, you'll be able to come across, uh, getting in touch with me pretty easily. Absolutely. And I'll put the information to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. all that in the bio. Jeff, make sure, to, guys, to eat at Four Beachy. I've been there. I've yeah. been there with my friends for parties, for everything. We had 15 people. It blows it yeah. out of the water. This place is delicious. Absolutely. And thank you so much, bro. This has been great, super exciting. And I love, you know, the guests. I'm honored. You know, we had one of my dear friends and colleagues, Richard Gonsmart, on. It's amazing. I mean, what a leader, you know, I, I try as hard as I can to be 
this much of what that man has accomplished. So super, super happy to be on the podcast. Appreciate you. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.